Hey everyone, welcome to Podcast 84, presented by Five Pin Universe. I'm your host, Kerry Kreitz. We have Tim and Dexter Wiseman and Daryl Bradley. What's up? <laughs> you look about 10 years younger today. Yeah, you might have to change the opening little image there. I've got some peaks showing in there that you could probably add in. It is snowing out here in central Alberta, so my internet is going to be super choppy. So I'm going to let these guys handle most of the podcast. If I drop out, I drop out all that good stuff. So, um, our first little tidbit is if you want to help us sign up for Patreon or at patreon.com slash five pin universe for as little two dollars a month, you can help support us run this podcast. And many of the other productions going on. As you know, uh, the Wisemans have been putting up some trick shot videos on TikTok and YouTube. And uh, if you want to subscribe and share, that would be fantastic. Yeah, TikTok um, videos. We're, we're into the new age now after our <laughs> recommendation oh. from last week. We've got TikTok. I'm like way down the TikTok rabbit hole right now. It's, <laughs> it's super entertaining, but... Uh, yeah, I'm working on making five pin bowling trick talk famous. Swear, uh -oh. it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I just gotta wait for one thing to go viral, and every once in a while it gets close. So, well, we've been brainstorming, and we in our group text, you've got a few good ideas coming out. So, pretty look forward to some cool, cool stuff coming for sure. There's gonna be some destruction. It sounds like there was a little <laughs> bit of destruction today. They kind of set us back a little, and. But send in your ideas, please. Whatever they are, as outrageous as they are, send them in. <laughs> do we do we need get do we need to get shirtless Henry to make an appearance? No. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get famous, not get kicked off the platforms, Tim. <laughs> that is All how right. you get likes on TikTok, though. Guaranteed. <laughs> that is true. True. <laughs> uh, so we will uh, just thank our sponsor for the week. All-Star Bowling Sales will run their quick commercial and then we'll bring in our special guest of the week. All right. As we bring in our special guest here, um, we are sure she doesn't need any introductions as most of the people in the bowling community know who she is. Um, if you're tuning into this podcast, you've probably already seen who it was on our intro here. Uh, we have Helene Gamer. Yes. Hello. How are you going, Helene? Good. Thank you. And this is going to be a bilingual podcast because we're going to attempt to do some French into this as well, right, guys? Really? We. Oh no! Done now. That's it. Yeah, that's all you know. I know a few things, but the moment I know is you go to the bathroom, or can I go to the bathroom? That was the that was my key thing I learned in junior high French, right? Yeah. That was that's all you can say. <laughs> well thank you for joining us helene uh really been looking forward to it uh don't be too nervous it'll be okay i promise i'm sure <laughs> but we'll keep tim nice and sane for you this week this is yeah, super excited to have you on obviously helene as one of the one of the all-time greats of the game and still lots left to do, I'm sure, in your career. But um, I know when we were talking about who to have on, that you were you're right near the top. So I'm glad Tim was able to get a hold of you and, and get you on here for sure. So And honestly, going through your resume is absolutely incredible. It, it, it's incredible. Insane. Yeah. So things that everybody aspires to be is what you, is really what your, your resume is. First, let's... 
Yes, yeah. I guess I we had. Well, I had mo a lot of opportunity to go to national, so it helps uh, when you get there to do something good. Totally. Yes. Let's uh, first we want to obviously talk about uh, you know COVID and you know your work um, sort of day to day life. We sort of always start off with that. So, can you share with us a little bit what's happening in uh, in your world these days from uh, from a work related and COVID and how that's affecting things? Yes, like like I told you, I work in a early childhood center, so uh, all the like uh, all the people there have to wear masks, uh, the glasses and uh, uh, keeping our distance it's quite difficult working with children mm -hmm, so totally. uh, yes exactly so it's a it's not an easy task and uh, asking all the parents that come in to respect all the the, the all that's established by the province to respect and all that so it's not easy but uh, i guess we got used to it and we just do what we're asked and uh, life goes on right there's no choice and we were talking about the here in Gatineau in Quebec you know Quebec that we have the curfew everybody has to be in by eight so uh, it's quite the like it's different <laughs> uh, they show yeah. like uh, the um, the camera on the uh, highway or stuff like that around Gatineau and there's like nobody out just a ghost town kind of eerie, yeah, I imagine. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So and all so businesses all and everything is shut down? Everything. Everything shut down. Yeah, yeah, only grocery stores, pharmacy, and stuff like that, but minimum. Right. Mm. Yeah. And curfew by eight. So now what about walking your dog or something like that? Is that allowed? That's the only thing. <laughs> That's, That's the only thing is to do that, is yes. to, yes. right. Or if you have to go to work, like those people work like in the hospital, stuff like that, they need to have a proof that they're going to work or coming back from work. Uh, if not, uh, they can get fined uh, starting at $1,500 or so. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, are they, um, do the children out at, at, into your business, do they all ask as well? Are they, no. or they're under a certain age? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's older. Like uh, I know in primary school, they have to. Um, I don't exactly remember at what age because I don't have children of that age. <laughs> 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 uh, but for us, uh, under five years old, for sure, they don't have to wear the mask. Right. Okay. And you had mentioned something. You let us know about you're building a new facility mm -hmm. because you had a flood in 2019. Yeah. What happened uh, there? Gatineau was touched by the twice in uh, 19 yeah. and 17 by floods. And the first time we were able to go back, build back, because all the um, basement was touched. So we had to demolish everything and uh, rebuild. But uh, again, in uh, 2019, um, because... Uh, it became not a safe place to run, uh, uh, to to keep children there. So uh, we were authorized by the government to transfer everything to a new place. So we bought a lot. And uh, now we're waiting for the authorization uh, permit and uh, getting a contractor to build uh, in the spring. Right. So, yeah, quite complicated when you don't know anything about building. <laughs> yeah, totally. But it must be nice no, to just... 
It's a big they, job. They give us like it's it's probably going to be around 1.5 million to build the building. When okay. you don't know anything about building, it's uh, quite scary. Mm-hmm. For sure. But it's got to be nice to like be able to do all of that, like, you know, put your hand into it and kind of build it exactly how you want it to be. And Yeah, you would say that, but with the government and all the rules they have, uh, sure. they come in and they uh, don't let you do whatever you want to. Because uh, oh. the way they work, they don't want you to have a better day, a better uh, building than the other one or whatever. So the the ruling is quite quite strict. So you can't mm. do it whatever you want. Fair enough. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yes, it is. Now, is there any interprovincial travel um, through Quebec? Like I know Gatineau is obviously very close to Ottawa. Is there mm-hmm. are you able to go across the borders, is, or is that you know you're still okay? Yeah. At the beginning of COVID, we had to, uh, like, they were blocking bridges and uh, you have to show proof where you, uh, where you were going and all that. Uh, but now they have nothing. You can uh, go back and, and forth from Ottawa to that. No, no problem. Yeah. Right. And are you seeing the numbers come down so that there's hopefully some, yes. you know, relaxations of the, 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 the curfews and some of the rules? Yeah, we've seen number like probably uh, from half it was when they put the curfew on. Okay. From three thousand right. around three thousand to fifteen hundred per day in Quebec. Right. Yeah. That's good. And vaccine rollout and vaccine rollout are happening now with you in early childhood development. Is there any sign that you might be in line? I don't know where that fits into into uh, everybody. We're number nine on the list. <laughs> So it's okay. quite far. It's just uh, before uh, everybody else. So <laughs> put, it up, put us in there just to show us that we uh, probably yeah. meant something to them. But uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not a big difference. It's not a big difference. Okay. No. Well, hopefully things will ease up. Um, good on you for doing what you're doing in your profession. Obviously, you know, working with, with children, that is a, a special talent for sure. Um, to work with kids. I don't think all of us could uh, could do that on a daily basis. So good on you for that. And, oh, actually, and I, also, I, I most of the time think that it's harder to work with adults, <laughs> with the parents, than it is to work with the children. Oh, I, I wouldn't <laughs> doubt that for sure. <laughs> exactly. Right. And yeah. so bowling wise, obviously there's no bowling alleys open. I mean, like we said, just shut down. So you're, there's no, there's no playing. And we had some of our players, some Quebec played in the five pin eight gamer. We didn't yeah. see your name on that. You traveled to, to yeah. play in the eight gamer. What happened there? <laughs> um, actually, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so busy with work really. Uh, since uh, the floods, like when it started, I was probably working like 15, 16 hour days. So I'm so busy with work. All the time off I get, I get to get some family time and to rest uh, actually uh, until uh, we finish that project. Uh, I'm quite busy. I'm yeah. quite busy. So, so where would you... Sorry, go um, ahead, Dan. When, when was the last time you threw a ball then? Um, I think it was uh, back in November we stopped or somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay, so you guys were open for a little while for bowling anyways That's, out there. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's good. 
Just and where would you normally play? Who like at a league? And was there some of the other guys, Sylvan, playing in that league, or who plays in the league with you? Uh, nobody. You wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? Um, I love bowling, but um, I'm I I really go there to enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, criticizing or stuff like that, I get far away from that. So I started in a league that nobody knew who I was. Nobody knew my name. And I was fine with that. We brought uh, uh, to the league uh, two of our friends to come and join our team that never bowled before. And I'm really fine with that. That's awesome. Yeah. That is a good way, right? I gave something back to me, though, watching people like with the 160, 170 average, uh, to look at them bowl and get the two strike, three strike. It's um, quite different aspects yeah. of the game because they're really happy about what they're doing. About Absolutely. The they get a 200. It's like... Uh, it's more fun. Wor- yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, I've always said that the, the the better you get, the less fun you have. <laughs> I think it's true. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You don't always have to play in a competitive league, right? No. You know, we did we yeah. did a league one time where where's I think what sixteen people would show up and we just draw names out of a hat and go to four different lanes and start playing. Right. The same sort yeah. of idea. I didn't want any of the pressure. I didn't want any of the competitiveness. I just wanted to throw some balls with some friends. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely something you said there. But let's, um, how about we go back to the beginning? I know that uh, we're going to start right from the, right from the beginning. And you had mentioned that your parents, uh, (laughs) managers of Bowling Alley, and uh, you had a little joke in there, but let's, where did you, where did you grow up or how did bowling come into your family or where did you start? Uh, it, It was really with my dad. Uh, he was bowling. He met my dad. They met in a bowling alley. And uh, after that, like, he was in a bowling alley probably, like, five or six times a week to bowl. Uh, so it's really like that. We started, like, I have two, two brothers, and we played YBC uh, all of the year of YBC, the three of us. So they didn't continue on. They played league after, but they didn't continue uh, to compete. But uh, that's all we got into bowling. Like, and my joke was, I always said that to everybody. I think I was conceived in a bowling alley, and I was born in a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> what I say all the time. <laughs> what happens in a bowling alley stays in a bowling alley. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably lots of people out there that feel that way for sure. Yeah. But we were always there growing up, and uh, I remember because uh, it, it since got no so small, we know everybody who owns the bowling alley and all that. And there were some girls like Kristen Donny and Lynnara that their father or their parents had a bowling alley, and I was like so jealous of of them having to like Kristen was living upstairs from the bowling alley. She just needed to go down the stairs to go practice and all that. And at the same time, she wouldn't even go practice because she was in it in the bowling. She was working all the time, so she mm-hmm. wouldn't even practice. So, but I wish we had the chance to uh, to do the same. But now, how many? Which is that bowling alley you played in? Is that still open? Which bowling alley yeah. is that? 
It's uh, but, uh, growing up. No, the bowling alley is gone. It was Templeton Lane, but uh, right now I play at uh, uh, Kristen Donnie's Lane. It's Danny Bowl. Okay. Yeah. And how many bowling alleys are left? Um, you know, five pin bowling alleys, obviously, because Quebec, I believe, is only five pin and Gatineau, right? Um, yes. There's a lot less. I would say uh, like six, probably. Only six, seven. Uh, yeah. It's going down. And after this, like maybe some proprietor doesn't don't need uh, to make money uh, because the bowling has been there and or it's been in the family for a long time so they may, may be in a different position but right now for some other that they rent the the space for the bowling alley or whatever uh, i don't know how, how they're doing it right now how yes. they're managing all that it's definitely getting tougher and tougher but at least at least with the subsidies it helps um, but, uh, yeah, depending on what your rent is, I mean, even if, even if you're getting that rent subsidy and you're closed, if your rent is still huge, you're still taking a big loss every month and in, a, in the time period where you, mm -hmm. you should be making money hand over exactly. fist. So, exactly. um, yeah, it's, it's definitely tough, but there's been new things that have come out in the last couple of days too. There's a new highly impacted, uh, company sort of loan that you can get now too, um, and I think it goes up to like a million dollars. Honestly, so okay. um, there are options that I I believe just came out in the last couple of days or are on the way out. But hopefully, the proprietors can take advantage of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there is ten pin lanes um, in Montreal and Quebec City, or is really a candle pin and duck pin? What what other you know bowling is there across the province of Quebec? By mostly ten pin and duck pin. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We have a but few uh, here in Gatineau. We have also a few uh, one place that has duck pin, and uh, two places that they have ten pin. But the rest of it is all five pin. Right. So and Anique has all three. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's a fun little center to go to. Yes, but at the same time, when they did that, like. For us, five pin bowler, we thought that they were not doing a right good thing to the bowling alley. Like it was, I, I guess it wasn't working as well as we thought. But uh, for tournament or stuff like that, I think it was uh, a perfect bowling alley to do it. It's huge. It's a beautiful yeah. center. Yeah. Is that the one that has the two sides? Yes. That we would have 2003. I'm going way back here now. 2004. Uh, 2004 for the open yeah right yeah and that's so is it are they convert all one side is is five pin and then the other side is convertible or is it also are any of them convertible oh i wouldn't know i don't think they're convertible i'm i'm not sure yeah i'm right. not sure right hmm. yeah so then back into the into the ybc the early days um when did you start to get you know competitive and start to you know, there's the four steps there would have been and some of these, these you know, bigger tournaments and some of the national things. Do you remember some of those uh, events that you would have played in? Youth Challenge would have been, um, you know, international. Yeah. How about those yeah, days? Yeah, it was, but uh, the way they were doing it and probably maybe this year or next year they're going to do it the same way. Everybody stayed in their own province and they would communicate uh, score to across Canada 
to know who would win it. That's how they did it. They didn't move anybody from their province. Everybody stayed. And that year we that we played, uh, it was 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did play in Montreal that time. It was uh, close. It's not called Montreal. It's Saint Hubert, but uh, it's long gone since now. But uh, that's where we uh, went to play uh, the the provincial. Right. So yeah, and I had the chance to finish that year uh, first. Like we didn't even know. I think I didn't even know that the same day that we had the tournament. And I think it's when we got back because we had to drive back that I found out that I had won because of the the time difference and everything. I think the the tournament wasn't finished or wasn't done everywhere. So I didn't even know that I had finished first. We knew we had finished first for our province, but the rest of it, we didn't even know. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. that's kind of neat. That's crazy. Yeah, no, uh, they're going to try to do a fax in this year, but I, who knows how that's going to work out, right? So, but um, it's it very well could be plausible with how everything's going with uh, the way COVID is, right? So, yeah, that was the way things were back then, for sure. Exactly. But you did it for the tournament, no? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was. the same thing. Well, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. It's funny how things have gone full circle. Who would have ever thought that we'd be doing that again? But hey, you know what? It works, and it might be the way of the future for some things, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, but now we can at least do some maybe some live streaming or some video content where there was none of that, of course, back then. It was it was exactly. strictly, no, there was nothing exactly. And, exactly. And automatic scoring. <laughs> yeah. Handwritten, handwritten fax in sheets. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And then did you do like YBC and four steps? Did they start doing, I mean, were they going to nationals for that as well? Um, uh, or was it just, for us, uh, yeah, yeah, for us, it was only single because what we used to do, we had to go uh, like in uh, all the year that I played junior, uh, I was on a team. So we had to go, we qualified here in Gatineau, and then we had to go to uh, the provincial in Ontario. We were part oh. of the Ontario. We were like they have a zone, so right. uh, we were a zone W. Oh, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, so we went there. Uh, I don't remember the exact year that it changed, but all my YBC, all that we sent it to um, national was single. Hmm. No team came out. Like it happened a few times that a few teams from uh, Quebec qualified for Ontario so they went to represent they were dressed as Ontario they went <laughs> to represent Ontario at the national of the YBC but uh, while I played like uh, we didn't have our own province at that time yeah I should have asked some information uh, that's oh, okay because it's them who started the association I should know that information oh, right. nice. but I don't <laughs> yeah. yeah Stefan's yeah. right here he, he has under control I think <laughs> So 93 is when Quebec started as their own association and started sending their own representatives to the places. Okay. That, that's crazy. I, I never even knew that. That's uh, That would have been a little bit weird representing Ontario if from Quebec. Uh, yeah, yeah a, little, a little bit backwards. Probably, uh, um, happened like uh, three times or something like that. The yeah. From Quebec did represent Ontario. Yeah, well, I'm sure glad they changed that, or you guys got your own association. Yeah, that exactly. makes way, 
makes it a little bit better. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. way better that way. And I think through the year we had the the bowler to send our own contingent to the national. Like we had the good uh, young bowler who came out of YBC, so it wasn't mm -hmm. a problem of uh, having the bowler. No. So. No, you guys had more than five centers back then there too, right? So you exactly. guys had you guys had plenty more more to you know mm -hmm. draw from, for sure. Now was was Maritimes sending or were they just all as one sending somebody as well? How did they how did they work? So it's interesting how Quebec yeah. didn't, but you know maybe other provinces did or Maritimes. It's just yeah. interesting how it all all went down. I, some of them also just sended single. Uh, some other yeah. province it was only single as well. True. Yeah, right. no, that's fair. No, no different than I guess um, for the Open for a lot of years. It was just mixed teams, wasn't it, yeah, Elaine? Exactly. Right? It was just mixed yeah. teams for Quebec and and singles, right? So uh, for a lot of years, it was just that, right? So things have changed over the years, right? And to the good, I think, right? Not to the bad. So no, to the good for sure. Yeah. But uh, at that time, we didn't have enough bowler. Uh, to send uh, a full contingent for sure. When I started, like uh, the, the first year I played in the adult was uh, 89 and we didn't have any, enough people to send uh, a full contingent or we had to do it the way we're, we are doing it right now. It's that we qualified uh, individually to uh, like we play as a team on the provincial, but mm -hmm. our score is only taken individually and they formed a team like that. Because if not, we couldn't do a provincial with uh, all uh, like, like uh, ladies team, mixed team, men's right. team. Right. We so wouldn't send, have enough people. So you send an all-star team then. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. Do you so, bowl out um, the bowling centers or do you bowl out of everybody goes somewhere and you qualify to there and then – you send a men's mix. So really there's no zone round is what you're saying. There's just a, well, a provincial We're doing round. it. We're doing a zone round like a, a bowl by each bowling. Like each bowling is able to send how many, like the number of teams they want. And okay. then we meet at the provincial. And then yeah. we do the all-star from there. Okay. So Sometimes, depending on uh, which lane is used, we have to split split the group in two. So we would play, uh, let's say, five game one place, and then we'd change to play five other games to the other bowling alley, and so mm -hmm. that we played the same number of game on it on each uh, bowling lane. So. so, so the question is, so with a single, obviously the top average would be your single then. Exactly. So I guess in your in your resume, seventeen times you were top average. Yeah. <laughs> that that that's absolutely incredible. That <laughs> I don't I like that's just that's just dominating out there. Seventeen times out of out of the what was it 20, 20 years you participated? Uh, I think uh, twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, four years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. So okay, so because you're all playing at one provincial, the top person is automatically singles, exactly. and then you'd also be on the team as well. Correct. If you decide to. Yeah. If you decide to, okay. Yeah, or some of the year we couldn't because uh, at the national they were like uh, 30 games for the, the singles, so we couldn't play both at the same time. And I remember some of the time because as, as well when we were uh, only sending mixed teams, we could do both. But some of the year 
the schedule for the mix and the single were the same, so we weren't allowed to play both at that time also. So depending right. on, the, on the schedule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you could choose if you'd want to play you know, singles or team or sometimes. And did you enjoy playing both or did you ever think, no, I'm just going to do the team or I'm just going to, could you only do singles and then somebody else yes. would fall in yes. play? Yeah. Yes, you could. Some of the year, uh, because there was not enough ladies, we had no choice. <laughs> 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 I remember one year in particular, um, I had a knee injury and I won single and I wanted only to bowl single, but I couldn't. They were missing a lady, so I had to play both. So mm -hmm. depending on the year, like I remember, and even before, uh, single was only 15 games. Uh, that is not that it's a big difference between uh, 15 and 21, but uh, bowling both, seeing the difference mm -hmm. and... Uh, getting older, <laughs> I saw the difference, the two games different. And even in my scoring, remembering like the score uh, that I had, if you'd look at the average of my last two game of every shift, it's not the same of the five, mm -hmm. five first game of the shift. I, 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 I struggle sometimes to finish, especially like the single always finish on the Friday night. So the last few games that you have to play when you bowl every game uh, in the team event, it's quite difficult. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a marathon, and mm -hmm. it, it's it's mind blowing. You know, you have all these people that that don't think bowling is a sport. I would yeah. love to see them, <laughs> yeah, try to go do that for a weekend and see how they feel after. Honestly, that's incredible, Helene. Uh, not only that, it's the, all the. Um, like I always put a lot of pressure on myself and I want to do well and I love to play last on the team. So you get in a position that often you have to play for pinfall and uh, it's good if you make it uh, most of the time, but when you don't uh, to come back every time from that or uh, it's difficult. It's difficult, yeah. more, it's difficult on the body, but it's difficult also on the head. I think em Emotionally draining. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So. Totally. Oh, I found um, it easier because I've done it even what twice when I uh, no one time when I was pregnant, I played in the team and I played the um, in the single and it was uh, like we go there in June and I gave birth in September and I was able to play both and I thought it was really easy that year. I don't know why, but I thought it was really easy. And, uh, some other year, I'd say it's not that easy. <laughs> so, so when Weber was complaining about it a couple of years ago, he should have just got pregnant. You're telling me. <laughs> I, rem I remember that year when I played because yeah. it was uh, when we had the mix team. So I was playing on the mix, and uh, some of the guys there were complaining because uh, they were saying it wasn't fair because I was playing in the mix team and I was as well as single, so I shouldn't be in the mix team. And, no. And this guy said to them, well, she's pregnant and uh, she's playing all the matches in the team. She's playing all the matches in the singles. So if you can't handle that, pack your bag and uh, go <laughs> back. Absolutely. Yeah. So Ab absolutely. This is a national exactly. championship. You should be playing all the best players. Exactly. And if you're going to complain about somebody playing because you're afraid of them, that's your own problem. Uh, uh, so. Mm -hmm. 
Chelsea has a good comment or a question there is how many masters in open appearances? Um, well, we've got the stats here. Do you know the numbers handy, Helen? How many times you you played in the in the open nationals? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I have <What>? numbers. <laughs> you wrote down, yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. So 17 times as the single coming out of Quebec and 20 times um, as a team uh, for the Open. Um, for the Masters, we're going to get into some details there, but you played 16 times as a Master. So that's you know 36 times uh, to, to national events. Pretty solid. <laughs> well, at least. The- yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. 2019, when uh, we qualified to go uh, for the Open, we had two rookie on our team, and uh, we had to uh, fill out the question the questionnaire, and um, they they were looking at me because it was all in English, and they didn't uh, comprehend all the the question and everything. And she said, "What number did you write there?" So uh, I said the, the number of time I went to national. I, he said it's not even my age. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you remember? I mean, some of them you've, you've had, you know, some so a few medals in your career. So we have seven gold medals. We're talking still open here, folks. Um, stick on the open for a little, little bit here, if you don't mind. Is seven gold medals, nine silver medals six bronzes and nine time national all-star at the open. That's pretty spectacular. Um, can you share some of the, the highlights of some of those medal winning, um, you know, teams, whether they're gold, silver, bronze, maybe some heartbreak, uh, and some of those years or some of the excitement that you had. I, uh, I, I do remember a nationals when, you know, we were, we, we won as well on the Quebec ladies in there. And that's where I got indoctrinated into the ladies singing of the, the, the song in the champions room. So. Was it in Ottawa? Was it in Ottawa? That you, uh, uh, Vancouver. Surrey was oh, my. Oh, uh, we, 2003. No, no, <laughs> Surrey. No? Yeah, 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Surrey, 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I say, but the, but the, but the Quebec best. song was, uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> if you don't drink too much, yeah. you rather sing it than doing it. One of the best year actually was uh, '96. It was the first time uh, Quebec uh, won gold in a mixed team event or in a team event. We didn't have any other team than that. And um, for me, I remember playing the provincial because at that time we were we would qualify as a team. And I remember the provincial uh, getting into the final. I played really bad, like uh, probably under 180 for the final. And I got to stay <laughs> all the frame to play that. And I remember saying to my team that I was sorry to have bowled that, but so happy that they, they they won the match for us to go to national. And I said, when we go to national, I promise you, if we get to final, I'll play well. And uh, that fi- that final, it's where I got my uh, 11-21 for uh, three game in the final. <laughs> uh, yeah, semi, 
uh, and two game in final that we had to beat uh, the Manitoba team twice to get the gold medal. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It was uh, just saying that and getting there and doing it. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Eleven twenty one triple. Yes, yes. I had uh, in the final a three ninety three and a four twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> How did your team lose the first game with you shooting a three ninety three? Was no, it a double? We won. No, we won. We had to win. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 But after, like, I was playing first in the mixed team, and uh, after two player on my 424, we were behind. If you add up the two first player, I had two, 425, and we were behind in a pinfall after two. So, wow. <laughs> so that, that was pretty amazing for us to do that. Uh, and uh, we just made also we just made the the cut. They they were only taking top three team mm -hmm. at that time. We only made it like uh, we had to win. I think we won like the nine last game. We all won pinfall to get into that last spot available. So it was kind of a <laughs> crazy uh, event uh, and doing it. And I was that's good. It's a luck of my life. There was a guy there from uh, BC, and I don't remember his his name, but he filmed all of it and he gave me the tape of all those games. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So my yeah. my parents weren't there, so I was able to. Uh, he didn't give it right away. He took my information. He said I'm gonna send it to you by mail, and it never came. So I said to my parents, "Well, we're not gonna get it." And the next year, when we got to um, Calgary for the the open. He was there and he gave the tape to me there at the open. That's awesome. Yes, it is. That's so cool. Uh, stuff like that is the is what people need to see. We uh, need to see that video, right? We yeah, need to find one, that video for us and then, yeah. I <laughs> totally agree. That is something yeah. that we need to try to figure out. Jerry's got a question in there, and uh, and with Helen saying her triple there. Does anybody remember, or you know your high triple? Nice to see some scores coming in, if you don't mind uh, chirping in from there. Um, and do you remember who were on that team that you would have won nationals? Sure. to hear yeah. names. Yes, uh, Sheila Carr from the uh, C5 was playing with us. It was uh, another player. She's not playing anymore, but her name was Suzanne Dubé. We had uh, Maurice Giroir, Denis Bornek. Dennis, uh, I don't know if he knows, he, you know his name, but he was our Quebec representative as a single a few years. He was 91, 92. And he's been, uh, the year I went to CBC, was there with uh, with me as well. It was uh, Marc Madar, you oh. know Marc? Yes. Like He's not playing anymore competitively, but uh, he was a big part of our province and a big part of uh, the win we had all, like uh, in the team, in the mixed team. And uh, the other one was um, Pierre Gingras. Yeah. M Mark was a C5 national singles champion, right? That year. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. So, and then we saw Don. <laughs> and then Don Sim had the comment that you came back to Calgary in 97 and then yes. you won the mixed team gold as well again yes. in that year. Yes. Anything stand out from that year was uh, that you remember? 
the the people that were with us. Oh, that were well, '97 in Calgary. Oh, yeah, do you remember yeah. same same type of team, or we would have played some regular people, or there was a little bit different people, I or did you, did you did you your 11:21 in the in the, no. in the finals there? No. <laughs> no, in '97, I think it was that year. I think it was. Uh, I try to remember. Yeah, it was that year that they um, decided to have a side A and a side B, and yeah. we didn't get the chance to play against everybody. We had mm. uh, only a few teams that we played against, and I remember actually that uh, BC was in the same uh, group as uh, we were, and I think they beat us like five times out of six, but we still ended up with the goal. And I think they ended up like with the bronze <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I, I was looking back and uh, looking through the stats on the C5, trying to do some background work with on your stuff. And, uh, and I noticed 97 was the weird year because it was 90, 96 back. You had the th top three for stepladder. And after 98, they went to top four, I think it was. But 97, they had the brackets where it's like they had uh, half pools, yeah. I guess you can say, right? Exactly. You, you, and they took the top two pools mm -hmm. on each, and then they made the top four of that. Exactly. Which, yeah, it was a little bit weird, right? So, um, yeah. Yes, because you don't get to play some other team. We didn't even get to see the other bowler and play against them. No, depending on which pool you ended up, uh, I think, I don't know how they did it, but probably the... The, uh, probably yeah, yeah exactly so i'm uh i'm really glad they changed that that seems yeah. like a travesty <laughs> honestly <laughs> no they no they i'm sure that there's a reason why they don't yeah yeah uh, i mean <laughs> half the fun of going to nationals is seeing everybody and if you exactly. don't get to see it, that's that's a travesty so that yeah. uh, and i've got to say i am so impressed with everybody's memories the fact that you can sit there and even rattle off the names of all these people. You've made nationals like th at least 36 yeah, times. Know, but it was quite a special year. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan looks like Ryan O'Callaghan is the highest. 1348 looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, for sure. Another perfect game. The only one I forgot, it was our coach. And I write, I, like when I send you some notes, uh, it was yeah. Pitt Sound from Quebec, who yes. won probably the most gold medal as a coach also from Quebec. For me, it was uh, like he understood me. He knew what to do, what to kick me uh, in the butt or say something to get me going. So, That's But awesome. how about let's go into the 2000s, you know, into this uh, last there. What about some of those wins there and some of those years? Do you remember the years – um, you know, winning some gold, share with some of the info there um, and some of the team uh, members you would have played with there. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'd say in the ladies team, the two goal we won in 2003 and 2004 um, were quite uh, special as well because uh, I'd say in 2003, we didn't have, uh, uh, not that it wasn't a good team, but it, they were inexperienced. Uh, it was probably uh, a few of them their first time being to national, or if not, their second time. And uh, it was funny because uh, it felt like I could uh, make them believe some stuff that 
uh, because I have I had experience, they would believe me. So we would get against some team and ask me, they would ask me, this girl, this girl, oh no, I never seen her before or stuff like that. <laughs> it's Karen Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just for them to be bowling their game and not focusing on who they're bowling against. And really, we didn't have the strongest team. I'm I like, I know that, but we worked so well that year as a team that, uh, like, I remember we, I think we didn't have, even have to play the last game and we were all, all already first in the total of mm -hmm. So that one was really good. And the year after in Gatineau, it was 2004. Uh, I don't know if you looked at the, the stats, but all the four teams for the women's side, we were topped with 77 points. There were two teams at 16.5 and one team at uh, uh, 76.5 and the other team at 76. Wow. So all the four teams that made top four, they only had one point uh, difference. So it was more exciting waiting to see who did go on top. At the last, we were all waiting to receive the official uh, stats. So that was uh, quite exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. That, that, that's what people dream of. Like, yeah, that exactly. is, that's the level of competition you love seeing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. If you're yeah. first, you're, if first, you, you're happy. But if you're fourth, you're like, ah. right? You gotta, you gotta run the ladder. Yeah. And yeah. that year we had, uh, I remember, uh, Marie-Josée Thibault. She's uh, Bruno Cécile's wife. Marie-Josée uh, bowled, uh, I think it was a 418 four for us in final. We didn't have to bowl. Like, we just were looking at her bowl and uh, all the excitement was there just to see her throw every shot, the same shot. So it was a, quite a good year that year too. That's wow. amazing. Um, I don't have the number here, but did you ever win a singles national gold medal? Hopefully I didn't bring up a sore spot at all. 2005. Okay. 2005. Yeah. Good. Okay. I, I know. Here I played in single. <laughs> yeah. I didn't play well Tim, at all. Tim, Tim yeah. was doing the research, like he said, and he was sending some of the stats of the qualifying. Yeah. And we, we kept noticing that you were always first overall in the qualifying, but when it comes to the step ladder, um, yeah. unfortunately, you, you weren't successful and you, you ended up yeah. with the silver. So listen, we're not bringing this up tonight. We said it. we're not we're not talking about this. Yeah. We're not bringing up dinner for Marshall either. That's what we said. We're neither, neither, those are two <laughs> topics we're not talking about. So yeah, yeah. No, worst, uh, one of the worst year was the first time I uh, made single. That was uh, like you were asking about metal. Yeah. Uh, I, I uh, in '92 we went to Sudbury, and uh, I remember the practice started, and uh, get the at least a good ten minute practice. Didn't throw a shot on the middle, not like not one. So I go back, and then Sudbury at Plaza Bowl, there's like a long uh, bench there. My mom was sitting there. Go sit beside her. I said, Mom, what the hell? I'm why am I here? Like I can even hit the medal, not even one shot in 10 minute practice. Mm -hmm. So anyway, get cooled off a bit there before we start. We start the game. I had my first game 403. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. I go back to my mom as I now I'm really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't touch them in a law practice for sure. Like, I was questioning why I was even there. Yeah. So that, that year in Sudbury was special too because I don't know we only bowled 15 game in single, but they put the 16 uh, the 15 game on four days. So we had four, 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 and last day only three games. So it, it wasn't easy to get into the, the no, tournament. The no, you get there and you think you got it, but it's finished already. You have to go. Mm -hmm. So I remember after 12 games, uh, after I thought I didn't belong there, <laughs> I, I said to my mom, but it's not so bad. I, I'm like, I'm second for the first time coming to the national being second. I think it's okay. And she said to me, if you think I came down to Sudbury to see you finish second, she <laughs> <laughs> said, you're going to get up tomorrow and you're going to finish first. And I went back to, for those three games and I did finish first. After. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of, a lot that of people. Year, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry. That year, what was strange about the final is that we changed bowling alley to play the final. Yeah. We didn't mm. play the final at Plaza Bowl because they didn't have enough lane for the TV. So we went to another bowling center. And if I remember correctly, like none of us, like the, the four uh, for the two final men and ladies, I think it's uh, Don Lane that probably had, I think, the big ex biggest score with 233. Like, we never been there. Uh, even me, I was picking all the time on the lane. I had to change a shoe. I was playing with two different bowling shoes. Uh, it wasn't a nice center that we went, we were sent to. It was closed for a few months. Nobody had played there. Like, they just opened it, like, in a rush, uh, seeing that they didn't have uh, enough place at the Plaza Bowl. So, yeah. it wasn't um, easy. <laughs> Part of me thinks that like that's kind of crappy to do, and the other part of me thinks that's awesome because you know here you are at a national event, and I think part of being there and part of being successful is like learning how to adapt and learning how to make adjustments and all that. And going into a center on the Sunday with or on your on the finals, not having a clue and nobody having played there, I think that's super neat because you just got to figure out as fast as you can. Yeah, you have to figure yeah. it out. You better get some good warm up in. I, I guess so. Does, uh, does that kind of give an advantage to the people making like trying to run the ladder though? You know, if you're if you're fourth and you you win and then you can, you have a little bit extra time to kind of figure no, out the because, No, because the other uh, step ladder were played at Plaza because they weren't on TV. It was only I think the final Oh, brought us there for the final, and that was it. Oh, wow, yeah. it wasn't even the whole step ladder, it was no. just the final. Oh, that's no. the ladder. Like, that's let's yeah. throw you into, into the thing, okay? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's um, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Kind of like our tour finals that we just did, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, yeah. but uh, when we're talking about Helene singles and a lot of those other events at the beginning, uh, I think it was not until the later nineties that it was double knockout. If you had first seed though. Right. So, so no, it was later than that because right. I remember, uh, in right. that, no, it wasn't even a double, uh, double knockout. Right. Yeah. I think that didn't no. come into like mid two thousands. I'm pretty right. sure. So, I mean, so yeah, I mean, I've always believed that the first seed should get 
at least a second life because if you dominated for or, or played well enough to get the first mm-hmm. seed, you you mm. should be able to get it. So, yeah, that, I've always believed in that, even though I've never taken advantage of it myself. <laughs> but, but, but but that being said, I do believe that 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 should always be the case. <laughs> nice. yes. Any other? Um, you know, we'll finish up, wrap up the open here. Any other highlights um, that you want to make mention of, or any some of those great teammates that you would have played in the open years? Um, some of some of those things there regarding the open for us, Helen. Mm, a good question. Um, you know, the last few years, obviously, you've got um, you, you're, you're pl- still playing provincials. You're still going to nationals. You know, seeing some of the younger you know people coming up. Any of those uh, those ones there that are you know exciting to see, or somebody you know you had mentioned earlier, uh, you know Bruno, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever got a chance to sit play with him. But it's a name yeah, or somebody that I haven't seen for a long time. But what a what an awesome guy Bruno is. I mean, a lot of the guys in Quebec are right, but um, I know. was supposed to play with him in 2020 because uh, at the provincial for the first time I didn't make the ladies team. I was in trouble, in fact, <laughs> big trouble. I didn't feel like going. Uh, my dad was sick. He was in the hospital. And uh, I, did, I didn't really feel like going to the provincial, but I was registered and I was playing with five, four other people on my team. So I did went and uh, I struggled all weekend. And uh, it was only two games left to do. And uh, I didn't have a 300 for uh, any other game of the weekend. So, uh, and I had two people to pass by if I wanted to make the mixed team. So I said to myself, okay, I need like a 650 to finish to have a chance to make it, even though I haven't thrown a 300 on the weekend. And uh, I did have uh, around 630 for my, la- for my last two games to make the team. I tied for eight spot. Uh, and the ladies and I was gonna play with Bruno this year for a long time we didn't play together it was like uh, a long time like we made master together as single mm-hmm. but it was a long time be- like, I never been in the mixed team before so the chances uh, of playing together were <laughs> quite slim but uh, yeah I would have enjoyed playing in the mixed team uh, in 220 mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that been awesome. Yeah, for me, yeah. <laughs> I always love the mixed team. Uh, always an extra challenge to be playing against the guys. Uh, I always loved it. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I wonder, you know, again, from people in the comments, what's your preference? I mean, obviously, uh, it may be to play mixed um, or maybe to play men's or maybe to play ladies. What's your What's your comments on, on some of those preferences you like to have? As Helene says, she likes to play against the men to, you know, whoop our asses, right? Where, <laughs> you know, I like to play mixed too, but I don't really want to go up and play Helen when I'm playing. I mean, I, I would be scared shitless and I'd lay down, I'd lay an egg for sure, right? But, you know, so it's different, right? So it'd be interesting to see what people think of, of why they like to play the both and what the, what the pros and cons are, right? So We sure. went uh, to a tournament. Like, before there was a lot of tournament in the area, either in Gatineau or in Ottawa or East Ottawa that we could go to. And we went to a tournament in Ottawa and it was, uh, I'm going to say it because I know when we're together, he's saying it to everybody. <laughs> I was playing Mitch Davies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mitch Davies. 
yeah. All his buddy were behind and he was saying it's gonna be easy. I'm playing a woman <laughs> and he didn't know like he, he I don't know how many years he was out of the YBC when it did happen, but uh, he didn't know me. And uh, we played together, like, uh, and I think I had like a 900 for my three matches. And so we, I kicked him out of the tournament. And uh, after that, they told him like who I was and that I had like national experience and everything. So I go back home, and, like probably like 30 minutes after the tournament was done, I have a friend uh, request. <laughs> should have declined it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trolling at a spine, right? <laughs> oh, better be friends with her. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, good work on the open. Obviously, stellar career uh, on the open. Um, lots of good memories. I know Jeff Jeff yeah. Canham. I'm I'm more of an open player. I know Jeff Canham said that always the loudest teams at the uh, at the banquet. Uh, I'm sure that was at any banquet, but yes, definitely the Quebec ladies are remembered at um, <laughs> banquets for sure. Yeah. Um, let's shift here now to um, in 2019. Um, the was it C5, Tim, or how did it was a C5, C5. Yeah. Hall of Fame uh, induction? Um, and now this was the first uh, induction, Tim, or was there a previous Hall of Fame? No. So it was actually the first induction for the players. So they did, a, 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 they went through the initial list based off uh, points uh, through a big stats program, and they found out the, the top 10 players, and it ended up being nine ladies and one male. And uh, Helene was one of them. And actually, um, I was fortunate enough to uh, I obviously get all privy to all the stats and everything like that. And Helene was the top lady of all points across all everything wow. um, for in ever in, in recorded in Canadian history for C5 uh, points. So um, she was elected to the Hall of Fame based off of that. So it was quite something. Um, and she has almost the most amount of games, actually, by far. If you look at it, games mm. played, she has like 200 games played more than anybody else <laughs> in the event. 650 games played. That's absolutely incredible. So, um, yeah, absolutely insane. So, just crazy. Yeah. Do you remember receiving that or uh, of how that went, Helen? Share with us there. Um, actually, I think I was because when we got there, we knew that we is it, it was gonna happen. But I remember when uh, because for us here, uh, it's Natalie Trudel that was in charge of the C five, and when Natalie called me and uh, we saw each other at the bowling alley, and she told me that uh, I, I I was gonna receive the award. That, so I was really surprised and I said, really? And she started to name the people that were also on the list. And uh, she said, why are you surprised? I, I, look at the list you're just telling me. I mm -hmm. said, she said to me, Ellen, you're not like, you're not just on the list. You're like on the top of the list. And yeah. I was like, what? So I, I was surprised myself. I was surprised myself with all the good bowler that I met over the year. Like I said before, we're a small province. We have more opportunity to get to national. 
especially doing the all-star it's easier for us to get there uh, but i was really surprised at the same time i got shivers um, even when you just said that like <laughs> says, why are you surprised you're not yeah. just on the list you're the top of the list I, I, I actually I i'll tell you that i think that i'm an ordinary bowler that's how i see myself just modest. i don't think i'm not no yeah yeah it must uh, just reading through the list of you know your the details you sent us and um the one thing i noticed is one of the idols that you listed was diane violini mm-hmm. um how cool was it to um be inducted at the same exactly. time as as, exactly. a, as a person you consider an idol that's amazing for me she should be on top of like i should be at the bottom she should be on top i remember playing her for the first time and uh, before even going to national, I heard about her. And uh, I played her in the Masters in 93. She beat me the three matches I played her. I felt like she was playing me and she was like, I had to go play and I wasn't even ready. I felt like I, I did play well, like good games, like 260, 270. But she got me like uh, every match. I couldn't like. I think I was too impressed with with her. And then the next year I came back to Masters, she was there again. And I had the advantage on the three game that we played the yeah. first time. Oh my God, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, Tim, Tim, do you have that list there? Um, can you share with us who was the initial? Um, yeah. For, for, players? for bowlers, um, it was Helene, uh, Karen Armstrong, uh, Sandy Anderson, Chris Monchok, uh, Natalie Trudell. Um, the only male was Bruce Mortar. Um, Connie Ward, which is also one of uh, Helene's uh, idols. So that was kind of fitting. Uh, Alyssa Rack, or Spark, uh, Diane, and Barb McLaughlin Hamilton were the, the, the top 10 that were put in. Um, also with them um, for coaches was Dallas Turner from Manitoba, Daniel LaMarche from Quebec, and Lynn Howell. And builders were Shirley Bird from Saskatchewan and Sheila Carr. Awesome. That's yeah. a that's a pretty cool list. Like you said, you know, Dexter, to be looking at lists and seeing who's part of that list. I mean, you know, Ryan O'Callaghan says they're both of them on their Mount Rushmore. That 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 10 list of initial inductees is pretty yeah. special for us to be looking at. And yeah, amazing, everybody. it's nine ladies. Yeah. yeah, everybody was there also yes. at the national. And we had time to uh, mingle, mingle a little before uh, the the presentation, uh, yeah, the award night. So it was really nice. Really so nice. nine ladies and Bruce. Yes, which, exactly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> fine with. Right. Well, we were in the same room as the the gold medal. So yeah. We had more people there then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were fortunate enough to be in the room with you guys. I think. Yeah. yeah. Bruce, Bruce came up to me. He's like, "I'm one lucky guy tonight." I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, if I remember, I think Lynn was just sobbing the whole time. I think. Oh, Lynn was no, no, yeah. Lynn wouldn't do that. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool to be there to watch all of it, right? And uh, I think everybody was pretty awestruck by everything, and it went off r- really well. So it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's shift to to the Masters. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got quite the extensive career here to go through on talking about Masters, but um, remember it says first year '93. You remember anything about that? Obviously, 
what is the masters what's the open how did you differentiate the two or or where did that start with with you know qualifying playing match and and if you can share with us how does the masters qualify in quebec is it different than mm -hmm. other provinces if you can share with that it'd be great i think it's the same for the like we i think we always had six tournaments and uh, some of the year we would take uh, the sixth tournament to count the average but now it's five out of six so you can uh, eliminate one just one uh, okay. yeah exactly but uh, it's the same uh, we play but i don't know how many games you play but we played eight game every tournament same here yeah so that's but we only we take four play. out of six in alberta oh, okay, okay. So you were saying that there's only five centers left in Gatineau. So do you do you play a center twice in that rotation, or how does that work? Um, I had to. I would have to count, but I think it's six, and we didn't play uh, the same center twice last year. Okay. So we went so, everywhere. Yeah. And you do two on a weekend, so Saturday, Sunday, and then every so three weekends. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. For me, Master, like I played, like it seems that I played forever, but I found it more difficult to find the, the time to do it compared to the Open. Uh, on top of that, we have a fundraiser and stuff like that. So you have to be available quite often. And for me, the Masters is not a good time of the year um, to go away. Often I work when I go away, I have stuff to do from work or even if I'm here uh, uh, in between or after shift, I have to go back to work or something like that. So it, it's more difficult for me to get there. Uh, that's why I stopped I, uh, the master for a lot of year. Part of it was that um, because during the year it was time consuming with the children and everything. It was too uh, difficult right. for me. But uh, the, the, the thing I remember, I think, the most from Master is mostly when we started, we, only had, we were only sending two singles. There was no contingent. The mm -hmm. first time we sent in a contingent, like, and it wasn't a full contingent. It was only um, a man and ladies team. It was in uh, 96. That was the first time. But before that, we would only go like two singles. So that was like, a, quite, like one male, one female. Yes, exactly. So that right. was quite uh, like for me trying to fit in or mingle or when you don't have anybody there, you like, it's a little bit you, different. Exactly. So, uh, but it was nice. It was the and uh, the way they did it before they had that uh, hospitality room at night, and I remember that '93 uh, the the year. Uh, single were there uh, finishing like uh, closing the room every night because <laughs> we're playing late every day yeah so it was uh, another way to enjoy the bowling uh, it's the same thing when we used to go for tsn or cbc the fact that it's only two singles coming out of our province uh, you have to meet people you have to uh, you don't you don't have no choice if not uh, you're going to be by yourself for a long week. So yeah. I remember that. And when um, even the year in 94, the national uh, from, um, for master were in Oshawa. And uh, me and Mark Madar were single for Quebec. 
but Mark had to leave on the Saturday or whatever. I don't remember which day it was for, no, before it wasn't, it was during the week he had to leave because he was getting married on the weekend. So they left him leave. So entering when they march in everybody, I was, I was the province. <laughs> so it's, it gave like a, some good stuff happened from that. <laughs> when you're by yourself, for sure, you're going to meet people because uh, they, I think they took pity out of me and they came and I met a lot of people from that time starting uh, there. Yeah. I, Speak. I, I can't speak because I haven't been an open singles representative, but I've been tournament masters three times, and I found the uh, the camaraderie and the togetherness of those eight provinces together. Can you travel? You guys, we 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 take the same bus. We we're on different schedules with everybody. Um, we we do a lot of stuff together, right? And you guys, I don't. We close hospitality rooms together. Um, it's a different, it's a different feeling, I think, than, than maybe the open singles. Mm -hmm. um, we do a lot more stuff together and I found it was way more enjoyable that way. Um, that was, I had really good experiences with tournament masters that way. So <laughs> thanks. Yeah, Pat. <laughs> and you have a lot of time to enjoy your tournament. Yeah. Not yeah. only playing. when you do both like singles and team uh, and the open, there's no time for you. Yeah. You go in the bus in the morning and uh, you go back at night, uh, 10 at night or whatever it is, the time you finish. So uh, for that, Master is more enjoyable. And yeah, Masters, is, they, they don't let you play both, right? It's You have to oh, play yeah. one or the other. You qualify as a single, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Shout out to the, everybody making the comments regarding the Quebec Bowling Centers. It's good to, you know, thanks for those comments about, you know, who's registered, who's playing, where you're doing that. So it's... Um, it's not a lot, but it's nice to know that there's still some still playing. Um, but do you remember, you know, you, we have four silvers and three bronze uh, medals. Were those um, all singles or were there teams? No, and there, were, there was team. And I think those medal and team, uh, they were big for us because I think in the master, we like Quebec ladies, I think are better. Uh, we have better team in the open that we have in the master. Mm. Uh, and we got there not with the strongest team, but uh, we played as a team and we were able to beat um, some good, some excellent team there. And I remember because for me, uh, growing up, like I said before, we played the like I had to ch the chance to go play in Ontario and all that. So I always thought that Ontario uh, had a tremendous. Uh, ladies team in the masters like they always uh, I would have been honored to play with them and I remember one of the year we finished on top of Ontario and uh, my friend uh, Jean Nadeau was on the team and I couldn't believe it like for us it was a silver but it was more than that to know that you beat you you finish on top of people that you uh, admire for a long time and know that how they are able to bowl. So mm -hmm. that's, I think the medal in a team event meant more to me than the, in the single event. But you had mentioned there, Joanne, and um, yes. you let us know back in 97 is when you moved to Montreal mm -hmm. uh, and the bowling center. So then you traveled. Tell, you need to share that with everybody. 
the first year we travel, um, we moved in, in August of 97, gave birth in September of 97. And the week after we were going back and forth every Friday night uh, to come down to Gatineau to go to, to bowl. We were in a league here in Gatineau. So uh, the first year with, with one child, it was easy to do everything. The second year, there was already a second child. <laughs> <laughs> that was not that easy to do. So uh, I called up Joanne and said, you have a night for us to go bowl. So every Wednesday night, we will go down to Alexandria. It was about an hour from uh, where we uh, live. And we were go down there every week. And I remember um, we missed one Wednesday because I gave birth. And the next Wednesday, we, we were back to the wow. Valley. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so uh, it was quite um, different. Like we, when we got to the bowling alley, we got to appreciate why we were there and like enjoy really the bowling. And even when we would come down here for the tournament, it was like our time, like at least my time, because my husband at that time was playing as well. But it was our time to be like uh, doing what we wanted because the rest of the time it was for the children, for, for work, for the house and everything. So coming down here for us was... Uh, kind of, uh, you better enjoy your moment because it's only lasting one day and then you have to go back to your routine and you have to uh, make the effort to come down to get know all these times. Like I said, master for at that time with six different weekends because uh, before we didn't have two uh, tournaments on the same weekend. So it was really six weekends that you have to invest. So it wasn't easy. Yeah. It wasn't easy uh, to do. Sorry to interrupt, but um, DB had mentioned we're going to have a French segment here. <laughs> and uh, Sylvain put a comment in here and with four Anglophones on the on the call yeah. here. I, I do not I understand anything. I, I thought that was German. <laughs> no, no, um, I see that, but I know that part. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Even me, I don't really understand what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's common for Sly, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. I can't say that because we're going to talk about him later because I put him in my, uh, his name is on my sheet that I gave you. I put his <laughs> name up. So even though I say something bad, it's going to be okay. Oh, well, we'll, we'll say that. Get ready, Sylvan. You're coming up, but <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but you had mentioned though with the Masters and I, uh, the six weekends or the three weekends, and I think that's probably a common um, across the country is that it is a lot more of a commitment to okay. play the multiple weekends. However, you you end up with the All Star team. You end up with a better team per se, rather than just your zone. Um, playing right, um, so it's you have to make the choice of committing the 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 weekends to play on the ultimate top team, or the open is a diff it's a different event, right? Yes, so. exactly. But for us, we have it the all star team in the open anyway. Right. Yeah. So we get more people in because it's only a weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it, that's why I think we it's like kind of reverse from the other province because you get probably your better team on the master and we get our better team in the open. Right. 
So yeah, except for Edmonton, you're always got a good team. <laughs> but because master, what happened? It's uh, the fees are also it's right. quite expensive to be bowling uh, all those tournaments, and uh, so people rather play, I think, open. Yeah, we're we're fortunate out here. Uh, we have great funding that covers most of it to be honest with you on a national level so if we go nationals our hotel rooms our our, our flights everything like that's covered wow. so so for us i mean it's just our provincial costs and even some zones are even covered at that expense um so i mean for us most of us if we had a choice between masters and the open it's just basically a time constraint um otherwise most would probably be playing both right so um mm -hmm. So we're fortunate out here for sure on that aspect. Uh, if we had to have better teams, yeah, Masters, I think, would be definitely the better team to make more often than not. Yeah, I, I agree with Daryl. There's a little bit more time commitment to make a Masters team. Like you said, you got to give up three weekends initially, and then hopefully you make Nationals, and then you got to give up a week there. We're open. You're, you're giving up one weekend, then Easter, and then one week in May. But mm -hmm. But, but you know, the fair comment is that the Masters is an overall better team. It's a provincial team, right? You've qualified throughout yeah. the, you know, year to make the one team, whereas the Open, um, you're 20 games in a weekend, and there's likely that you're going to have a couple of newcomers or or people that, you know, may not play in the Tour events or in the Masters events, right? So the perception may be that it's not as strong as a team, as a Masters, you're you're likely coming out with a really strong team, regardless, right? But that's that's the alert for both of them to play. I mean, and people make the choice, and that's totally fine. So, yep. I'm the same as as what you said, um, Helen. Personally, is that I don't play the Masters because of that, because it is three weekends and it is July long weekend. It's a long commitment. Um, I wish I could. Um, there's sometimes years if it's in the Nationals or in Newfoundland, um, I'll give a I'll give a go for the first couple of events. Uh, and see how it's going, but I'm not necessarily um, looking, planning my schedule around playing every Masters every year, um, just due to family, right? But I'd love to play play in it one year because of the fact that I've I've played a Masters and I've made the ultimate team, right? So I, I played this year like for 2020. I registered for Master because actually it was the national was in Newfoundland. And uh, my friend, Joanne Nadeau, they accepted that the Ontario people from East Ontario come play with us in Quebec. So Joanne called me and say, are you going to be playing? I would, I would like to play if you play. So I decided to play the team, but uh, we didn't get to go. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, how, how neat is that, though? So back in the day, there you are representing Ontario at nationals and then you're having Ontario people representing Quebec at nationals. But they accepted it a while back because Joanne won for Quebec uh, a gold medal at the the Masters. I think it was like in eighty nine or something like that. Uh, she won for us. They they were allowed back then also to come and play. Uh, they stopped it when I think when Joanne won for Quebec since she went from Ontario and she beat the girl from Ontario in final. <laughs> they decided to change it after that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. 
Let's go to CBC um, mm -hmm. TSN. And you had mentioned a little bit earlier about uh, you know playing uh, a tournament, and um, and so obviously it's unfortunate that there is no more TSN CBC. Yeah. It was a big investment um, to do, so the, the the that sort of dried up. But um, what about some of those experiences there and qualifying? How did qualifying work in Quebec? And you remember some of the events you went to there? Uh, it was a ten-game qualifying round. Um... Remember a few, uh, even winning uh, by two, by five. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know, it was, seems that TSN was always close, the, the qualifying round to uh, get to the uh, national. It was uh, nerve wracking. I remember one year, I think I was playing close to the washroom and it was a good thing. I, I felt like I... I don't know when sometimes you're really in your game and you think everything's fine and you're cool and you can handle it. And sometimes I, I think, uh, I don't know, your mind goes uh, somewhere else and you have trouble uh, handling the pressure. So uh, some of the year was uh, not that easy, but uh, I don't know. I, I think on a 10 game, I can throw a few good game to, uh, to finish on top and, uh, and one of the things is that I always uh, try to bowl in different uh, in the different uh, bowling alley, play leagues. So every mm -hmm. year I would change up. Like if I play uh, before, I was probably playing three nights a week. So I would go different year to different bowling alley. So then when I get to tournament, I would remember that I'm able to play well in those lane and I know those well, those lane well. So it got I guess easier for me as for you guys who have to travel all over for us it was always the same bowling alley so it i think it's it gets easier for us to uh maybe get good scoring uh because you know all those lanes mm -hmm. totally yeah I know that uh, Carrie's likely saw Brett Hendrickson's comment about lots of videos on mm -hmm. uh, LM bowling on YouTube. So I'm sure that he's looking to cue something up uh, <laughs> for you, Helen, about a, a TSN or a CBC competition that you might might see coming. But um, do you remember the, the TSN? I remember the most is is when we played the team event and. Um, the way they did it, it they would take the uh, top four score to make the team from uh, each, like we were east, from east. And the mm -hmm. uh, top score would be captain of the team. And I remember that year was Brad Lynn was mm -hmm. captain. But because I was there, I had been there often, and he beat me by one on the, the, the game. He let me be the captain. So I said, all right, I wanted to finish last. So I said, okay, I'm going to finish last. I'm going to put Brad first. So at least he plays three like three frames. So we get to the finish and I have to finish. I have to get a, at least a corner pin for us to win. And I remember myself telling, telling myself, what have you done? Why do you want to <laughs> do this? Because yeah. it was for $2,000. It was not only like for me, like it wasn't my money. It was them too, like $500 each. And I had to throw that shot. And like, what am I doing? What did I do that? 
yeah we, we got it but still i remember that moment like i felt my uh, pants shaking at the bottom <laughs> so, yeah. uh, no so really i said to myself i have a chance to do that i'm not gonna finish that <laughs> i'm gonna let somebody else finish um so the, the, uh little birdie told me there was a story about jeff glenn and how excited he got on the lanes Brian, well, Brian, yeah, about what? how he jumped into a plant or something like that. Was it on yeah. the side? Yeah, uh, it was uh, TSN. I think TSN, it was yeah. made better because of the team event as well. Yeah, people yeah. thought that it was be it would be uh, boring to watch, but I think it was really fun to watch. Yeah, uh, Jim is. Uh, is uh, he can put some energy in his bowling. Sure. Really yeah. Oh, yeah. Go with. yeah, he comes by learning it rightfully from Bobby O. Uh, but Jim Head has a good question there. In the TSN, you only played against the women, but in the CBC, you played against men. No, it wasn't against men. Um, they, they did a series for women as well. It was 2004, I think. So we were playing women. I played um, Connie the first match, and then I had uh, Karen, and I lost again Karen Armstrong. So no, it was uh, ladies. I oh. think it was only eight of us though. So hmm. yeah, I, I remember so. You, at the end of those, they definitely started to the programming shifted near the end of once they stopped doing those shows. But yeah. No, I never qualified for CBC uh, back in the days when uh, right. there was uh, just uh, one person from like, one person from Quebec, probably two from each, each other provinces, I think. But uh, yeah. Now, was it you know different for you to play, you know, knowing that it was on camera and on TV and and that type of thing, or was it ah, it's another day and another match and it's got to go frame by frame? Or how did that feel? Um, the year that we played, uh, like uh, the first time uh, in 92 for the Open, they would tell you when to bowl and when not to bowl and to stop. And that was kind of different. Instead of the TSN, they, they would never tell you that. The, the game would just go on. But for C well, it was CBC for the Open who was filming it. And uh, they tell you when to play and all that. That I I found that it was uh, more difficult. Mm, totally, that's got to be so hard to get into a rhythm. Exactly. Way too much time in your head too. Yeah. It's all about a production, right? That this get yeah, they're yeah. trying to produce a show and trying to yeah. say, okay, how does this look? Those time when we played the open, it was live TV. Okay. So they had to go with the 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 commercial break and all that. So we had to stop. So. Uh, that was different. <laughs> but the TV, we had also, I didn't write it down, but we had also uh, bah, CBC. <laughs> oh, also well done, Carrie. What do you got? <laughs> you got a, got a little CBC, uh, Helene versus Connie Ward. Oh, against her uh, idol. Yes. Let's get a couple of shots. Just on Highway 400. This is just warming up here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Do you remember this match? Yes, I do. But they didn't show the good shot I made. Oh, we were on commercial. I had three strikes in a row that we don't see. 
Johnny, the only bowler. We'll watch, we're watching a couple of shots here. Yeah, yeah. That time we had also microphone. I don't really know why. I don't Vision. think it's necessary. Like, was that just in case they wanted to ask you questions while you were sitting no. down or were, no? Hmm. Maybe they wanted us quiet. <laughs> no bad words or anything. They could probably hear your comments. Maybe like Justin Thomas. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd lose a sponsorship for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting that they have red and blue bands. Yeah. That's it was, uh, I don't remember where exactly, but it was in Ontario that we went. I think it was in uh, Barrie, wasn't it? Yeah. It looks yeah. like Jeff Canham says Bolarama in Barrie. Yeah. yeah. Neat. I remember, I think Mark Jackson went out the same time. I think Jackson was there, maybe. I remember watching the guys. Yeah. I lost in Alberta that year by two pins. I think it was Dale Dale Lalemo. There's like seven years in a row, I was third place coming out of Alberta. <laughs> remember, remember talking to Grady about it. Yes, this is my little moment, but... <laughs> call him out, Brett, Call him out. That's where yeah. you get... That's where you get participation medals. Yeah. Yes, I used to be able to bowl, guys. Right? Yeah. <laughs> not just a cop, not just an interviewer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she wasn't happy about the corner pin miss there. No, yeah. never happy about corner pin. Yeah. Who won this match? That's what we want to see. Let's get to the I end did. here. Well, <laughs> ended. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did we have a big celebration or a big moment or anything? Like no, I'm not a. <laughs> I'm not the one really to do that. Sticky corners. But now you had said there, and you gave us a couple of, of moments. Yeah, there you go. Dale was the Alberta rep that year. That's right. Um, so you had mentioned about Connie, um, about your idol. Let's talk about your idols there. You had made a comment. We really want to, you know, mm -hmm. chat about some of those people that have been super influential for you, you know, in the bowling. So uh, list them off for us and tell us about why they would have been. It was uh, Christine Dani first that I put on. Uh, Christine, my parents were really good friends with her parents. And uh, my my dad brought us to uh, see her bowl, her, her last uh, YBC National. It was uh, in London in uh, 1980. And uh, I remember it like it was uh, almost yesterday. Like I, I watched her bowl everywhere and uh, all I could hear was her name everywhere. And uh, she, for me, she was the best. She has different qualities that I don't have. Like uh, some people, like she, she believed in herself. She believed she was the best all the time. Uh, even though in bowling, I think there's nobody who could be the best all the time. You can play against anybody and anybody can beat you or have a better day than you're going to have. So, but she had that way of thinking that I wish I had for myself at that point. So I always looked up to her. I remember the first open I qualified to, we were playing the same zone and we were bowling a 10 game at the bowling I grew up in and 10 game, the last 10 game were in her bowling center and I finished on top of her. I couldn't believe it. It was like I won. <laughs> it wasn't. It was only the zone round, but for me, it was more than that to be able to finish on top after 20 games. Uh, I really looked up to her. That's awesome. And, 
And the uh, two other names I, I mentioned, they were at the time playing in um, the Masters of Ontario because uh, before we had our single representative, the people from Quebec had to go play in Ontario for the master. They were uh, playing uh, part, probably like the YBC, they were part of the Masters of Ontario. And um, those two ladies, uh, Geraldine and uh, Raymond, um, one year and uh, uh, where uh, I grew up, uh, the Templeton Lanes, it was a men's league, only men's. And uh, one year they were missing a team. So uh, the, this one girl was uh, working in a bowling alley and she offered to make a team to fill out the league. So they had, uh, they would have uh, 12 uh, teams. So they said yes. So she asked me to play on the team and there was those two ladies playing with us on the team. And I remember like they weren't probably on their best year but especially uh, Raymond Guenet, she was uh, she was anchoring the team. Every time we needed something to finish, she would get it. Like ninety uh, percent of the time, she was probably only averaging like two thirty five, two thirty. But when we needed something, she was there all the time. So, Throwing the clutch shots. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. Yes, it is. And, and then you mentioned a couple of coaches yeah. as well. Yeah, but Pit Plown for me was uh, probably the best. He was there like when I started on the mixed team, mixed team. It was always him who was coaching, and uh, I, I've learned so much from him. And uh, I always wanted to play for him, and that's something I have. I struggle with sometimes when there's a coach that I don't really want to play for. I don't know why it's like uh, something uh, I don't know I struggle with that for me it's important that uh, I feel comfortable who's, who, with who's coaching and uh, but I, I, I think I have to work on that it probably uh, makes my uh, tournament more difficult but uh, so Pitt for me uh, was the top 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 and uh, also, I, I put down my dad, for sure. Uh, my parents, they were all, always there for me, and uh, they followed me almost everywhere all the time. So, uh, and it's like, uh, I think he knew always uh, what to say, when to say it. And uh, it wasn't about all uh, you doing this or you're not doing that. It's not that. It's just... Uh, working with my mind and saying the good stuff for for me to go back out there and doing the good stuff and it's not uh, i think i can manage most of my uh, problem on the lanes but uh, sometimes it's just uh, a clap on the back or something like that to uh, put you back in your game mm -hmm. yeah for sure it's funny even somebody you know you tim had said you're number one on the all-time <laughs> yes. open and yet you realize how important it is to have a proper coach or have somebody that's, you know, saying the right things and, and to you, you know, you can do this stuff on the lanes, but there's still the stuff between the head exactly. that is very important to have somebody supporting you in that. Right. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. 
some people here in Gatineau would say that I would I have been winning so much because my parents were always there to follow me. Uh, compared to other bowlers who they don't have anybody be, be behind them. Uh, and I think there have been, my parents were and are a big part of what I did in bowling. Because uh, if they wouldn't have been there, I don't think I would have done all that, for sure. Uh, they're part of it. Yeah. Were, were, you, were your parents competitive, like highly competitive bowlers uh, as well? Uh, my dad was for a while. But uh, he, um, I think he listened to uh, too many people about his bowling instead of uh, doing uh, what he knew how to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's one of the things I think he taught me really <laughs> young, not to listen to anybody. Or sometimes I remember being coached in the YBC because it wasn't my dad who would coach me. And I would go back to him and say, Dad, he told me that. Can I do that? Is it good? I would go check on him before listening to anybody. Like, yeah, that, that's that's very true. I mean, I, I, the better you get, the more people, and I, I don't mean this negatively, but the more the more people want to get their their hands into the pie, you know, and uh, try to put their input here and put your input there, and and th there's a point where you need to be able to like you know pick and choose, like, hey, I'm gonna this seems like something relevant to me. I'll listen to this and I'll take this advice and try to put it to use. And there's other times where you just have to smile and nod and let it, let it pass through and, and yeah. Okay. That sounds good. And, and just be respectful. But like, you don't, you don't have to take every piece of advice that you get because no. that that's going to drive you crazy. Uh huh. And even me on the team, often I would like to help because uh, I love coaching, but uh, before doing it, I would ask the person, you need something like, do you need help? Do you need me to say something? Do you want us to talk about it? But <laughs> I would never offer uh, help unless the person wants to receive it. Like, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. You had said that you did a little bit of coaching with your kids. Yeah. Do they play? Are they, are the kids play at all? Uh, they did for a while, but um, my youngest went into football even though he weighed about 60 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I let him play. But uh, uh, yeah, and the oldest, he played all this YBC, but they didn't continue after that. No. <laughs> they were in the bowling alley really young. And my youngest one for true, I'm telling you, this is really true. It's really funny. Uh, when my parents would babysit, uh, they would put a tape of uh, TSN or whatever <laughs> show I was on. And uh, they would say, let's say in the middle of it, they would say it was time to, for bedtime. <laughs> and what, my youngest, he was really young, not even two years old. And he would say, no, it's not finished. He would know that the game wasn't over and he wouldn't <laughs> go to bed until I had finished bowling on the tape. <laughs> So that's awesome. Jo Joanne Nadeau, because they had a bowling alley, she gave me a bowling shoe for him. I think it was like uh, like he was only two years old. And she had bowling shoe, and he would put the bowling shoe in the basement and play bowling all night long. <laughs> nice. That is awesome. Um, 
any any success in i mean obviously most of us in the west are connected to the wcbt and the cash events um have you played any of the club tour events uh you know ontario any any desire to play cash events any are we going to see you out here at the tpc maybe one year um you know bring the bring the contingent from quebec out here to play i think i'm gonna go back really into bowling when i retired from work and then i'll go play a lot of time and uh, i'll have really actually with my work's been the stopping point in the last few years uh it's too demanding and uh, in the summertime, uh, that's why Master is uh, not uh, my favorite because of the time of the year. We have a sailboat. We go sailing uh, every weekend. It's close to home. We can even go uh, during uh, the week. So I have other interests as well. We have the family and uh, I have to try to... Uh, like, because I, I'm with someone who's not a bowler at all. Uh, he started bowling uh, to play in the same league that I was bowling. But uh, my life is not uh, only bowling as it was before. When I left home, my only concern was, do I have enough money to play bowling? That was yeah. my concern when I did the budget. Do I have enough <laughs> to go play all the tournaments I want to go play? And even the first year, I remember my dad used to pay for my tournament. And uh, if I won money, I gave him back his uh, entry fee. And then we split the rest. Uh, so I, I didn't have to worry if I wanted to play any tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, a common, common theme in the WCBT for all the young kids. They kind of yeah. got deals with uh either other bowlers or their parents to cover their entry fees and stuff like that if we go down does it pay really the fees of everything how much money do you have to win for it to be uh especially traveling i mean if you were to come out west it's a, sure it is it's you'd have to you know, tournament is part of it. A holiday is another one. Seeing some friends is another part of it. It's, you know, you're yeah. right. You know, in order to make it just about the money, you do need to, your $1,500 likely coming here, flying here, hotels, you know, food you're going to need anyways. You, you, yeah, it, it makes it, you, you've got to compete. Right. So it's, it's not just five. about the money. Yeah. yeah so, says just, so it's not just about the money in order to make it, um, you know, worthwhile. But yeah. anyways, we'll hold the we'll hold the spot for you. Everybody, <laughs> you're welcome to come out here. Tim, Tim and Dexter both have extra bedrooms. We can. Sly, Sly needs a babysitter for sure. I know I've seen <laughs> around slobbering. So yeah. it's, it's the Sunday night after the tournament's over that the uh, the tournament gets expensive for you, Sly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll set up the trailer. We could probably put a few people there. Yeah. Let's make it work. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we're, we're getting close to wrapping up, but just some of the final questions, um, Helen, what is, what's left? I mean, obviously you said, you know, when you retire, you want to, you know, get back to bowling, but what, what's left? Is there, is there bucket list things that you want to still compete in? You want to win? What, what do you want to do? Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure actually, seriously. Um, I wish I could have, we could have gone to the national playing the mixed team and everything. I would have liked that. Um, I don't know. 
uh, it's going to depend when we start and where I'm at, uh, really. And I think for next season, because I think the rest of the season for this year is pretty much done with the way it's going right now, especially here in Quebec. Uh, but uh, I think if my project is over, I think I, I'm probably going to go back and uh, be trying uh, uh, to go bowling uh, more. I've been bowling, you know, three games a week for probably the last uh, 10 years, if it's not more. That's all I've been bowling and trying uh, um, the Open. And that's about it. And the fact that there's no not much tournament even here in the area compared to what it was uh, in the 90s and even in the beginning of the 2000s. All the tournaments have gone down as well. So there's not that much a uh, place that you could go it, it's pretty much master or the open uh, there's not much more uh, than that so that's quite tell a, Sly to organize a club tour event yeah, in Gatineau exactly. absolutely he could. he could I'm sure <laughs> he's going to respond probably soon. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going to regret getting you on here, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We still don't know what he said in French there, so we're still curious about what... I, 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 I pulled it up in, in Google Translate. Yeah. No, man, it's, it's nothing. It's not, it's, it doesn't make sense what he said. Well, the, the little bit that I can catch is that in the bottom of a church, there's a bowling lane. There's some bowling lanes. So in the bottom of, like, is it the Notre Dame church or bottom of a church in hall yeah but there's the, no is there i don't I, I would be surprised that the bowling alley is still there i don't think so oh it's from way back probably <laughs> that that's super neat though yeah, Any, so I don't know. my dream actually it's really what i said always i want to have my own bowling lane in my house that would be my uh, ultimate. In your house. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, in my house. That's what I always said I would have. So that's probably what I really would like to have. Did you always use the same type of bowling ball or did you change as technology changed as well with, with different no. types of No, kept. Uh, I bought bowling balls. Uh, a set in 92 and a set in 93s and uh, that's it i kept it uh, i have them uh, since then i bought a i remember buying star lines a, a few years after that and i kept them a few uh, months maybe and uh, that was it i kept my um, I, it's not funny i don't even remember even the name of the bowling ball because we're out of the bowling alley i have um, Give me some name. I'll tell you which what, one. What, what, what color are they? What color are Blue they? Blue and white. They're Blue probably par white. They're either Paramount or Olympics. Paramount. And yeah. the other one, uh, gray and uh, black. Uh, uh, scorpions. Scorpions. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's it. I have those two, bowl those two sets from uh, always. I don't even... Mike... There's a discussion there about changing balls and uh, changing spots on the lane, changing everything. I'm not really into that. I'm not <laughs> really totally into that. I'm, uh, I'm with you. 
people saying uh, change ball. No, uh, listen, I'm not even drawing what I'm supposed to. It's not because I'm going to be changing balls that it's going to be better. I have to find myself first before thinking of uh, changing something. So I don't know. I'm pretty uh, all time, always the same thing. Uh, there's not much uh, changing in my uh, on the lanes or the balls. Uh, I don't really believe in that. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but um, uh, no, clearly not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I made a career out of it. Well, there's some, no, I guess. not yet. I think the thing that, uh, you know, Carrie and Dexter who change quite frequently or adjust is because of the lane conditions and because now with the, the synthetics and the approaches and the different ball, you know, compositions, I think there's a, a point on that side too that, um, you know, you look at 10 pin and how frequently they change. So that's probably why well, you guys are, but yeah. But but to Helene's point, uh, find yourself before changing the bowling ball. Totally, it's it's a self awareness thing too. If you're not throwing the ball the way you're supposed to, there's no point in changing your bowling ball. Yeah. But if you feel comfortable the way the way you're throwing it, and you're just trying to find a different location on the head pin or a different way for the head pin to splash, then by all means go ahead and change that ball. But changing a ball isn't going to be the answer if you're not executing. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I, I always look at like, it's kind of like a golf swing. You're never going to swing the golf club the same day to day. I don't think you're going to throw the ball same day to day. So I always find where my most consistent. And then if it's close, then a ball change or equipment change or a spot change usually fixes that, that small issue instead of me trying to think too much around it to mm. throw the ball better. <laughs> yeah. But it's neat that people have uh, different views on it. And obviously like Helene, you have such a, an amazing career based on that, that one fact that you didn't make any too many changes or anything like that. And there's lots of players that have the other mentality where they make lots of changes and they do fairly well. So it's neat that um, the sport can encompass both mindsets and be successful. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, I think I think some of that is even partially like just how time has gone on. And I, I, I mean, before 92, 93, there, there weren't personal bowling balls. Right. So there was no such there was no such thing as changing bowling balls. You're grabbing the same balls off the rack all the time. You go to a nationals that bring in brand new, you know, Brunswick bowling balls and that's what you got to use. So there really wasn't the idea of changing, you know, changing. So you just found what worked well for you and just stuck with it. And I totally get it. Yeah. Any questions for us, uh, Helene, or any questions, guys, uh, you know, final, final wrap up stuff for, for Helene there. Uh, any, any advice for us, what we're doing these days, uh, Helene, any, any, anything on the, uh, the Five Pin Universe guys, do you watch the podcasts or yeah? Yeah, I watch a few, not on not uh, on the same night, but uh, <laughs> I rewatch them because uh, it's later for us. Right. But uh, I'm not a really good with all the technology and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I listen more than I uh, say something. <laughs> Uh, you've done a lot better than most of our guests. So <laughs> you got in on time. You were you're really good today, actually. <laughs> yeah, we we were the ones a little bit behind today, and you were right on time. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah. 
I had to ask how to how to log her in, and she's laughing in the in the back room there. <laughs> uh, because for her work, we have to do some uh, like uh, online and all that, and I, I'm always nervous until everything's set correctly and I we're on. And before yeah. that, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was pretty easy tonight for sure. No. Um, do you have any trick shot ideas for Dexter and I? Like, do you have oh, any ideas? I love those videos. <laughs> I wish I could be able to go and do it for you. Try to do it. I love yeah. it. Teach Tim how to throw some balls between the, the chairs because he can't do it. I'm bad. Too bad. That's one of the points why why I would like to have a bowling alley to try stuff like that. <laughs> if you think of anything, let us yes, know. Yes, exactly. I will. Construction <laughs> is coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we uh, we kind of broke some stuff today, but I mean, um, we're we're working on it for for tomorrow. So yeah, po power saws are coming out tonight tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Luke. Yes, uh, we're looking for trick shot submissions, and uh, and Ryan, I'm the grapefruit is coming, and I'm I keep asking for the piggyback shots. There, there, um, there, there was a piggyback shot. Yeah, we, we tried it. Do some piggyback, some better piggyback shots for the for a video composition. So I think yeah. I've got some strategy. If Tim's gonna be on my back, I'm gonna have to like run <laughs> sideways so that he could throw across his body. We'll forget. Yeah. So, the, so I did. I did Dexter. I did jump on Dexter's back full speed, and I did try throwing bowling balls, and it was in the left ditch every time. Left gutter, left gutter. So I think <laughs> if, if I turn and run sideways, he might get a spray. I don't know. But but, but Patterson, mid mid podcast Patterson did mention to us um, he yeah. wants one of us to sit on a chair while we throw over their heads. So uh, literally, his words were just substitute the chairs with humans. Maybe just sit down. Yeah, just sit down there. <laughs> oh my god! Can't get ready. That's yeah, right. we, we can film it. Yeah, that'd be really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, that's actually a really good call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tim, you sit down first. <laughs> Who, who's paying for the liability insurance on that? Yeah, that's the wrong way. I remember. I remember a guy uh, here in Gatineau that would be able to to throw two balls at the same time and get both corner at the same time. Right to the. Do the double. Do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At the same time, it's complicated. Uh, yeah, that's. I, I tried, and they both went in opposite gutters. <laughs> um, that'll, that'll take some practice. Before you go, though, Helen, can you sing us the song? No. no. <laughs> uh, Come on. If there's Good a on. place I don't have any talent, it's for singing. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm sure he's gonna That's sing so it for you. We should we should have we should have organized that just all of a sudden at the end to have six, six of you come along to do the song so we could do it. Uh, uh, oh, but anyways, um, you know, speaking personally, thanks so much yeah. for what you've done for the game. Um, you know, thanks for coming on here tonight. You're you're absolute, you know, icon of the sport. Yeah, um, one of the best to ever play. Hopefully, you keep coming and playing and keep building their career. Thanks so much, uh, Helen, for your time tonight, for sure. Absolutely, yeah, you're you're absolute inspiration to the to the game, and um, and I'm sure to a, a lot of little girls out there looking. You know, you you put on your list Diane Violini and Connie Ward and these people, and um, to a lot of people, you are that person. So, um, yeah, you may not you may not think it, but you are. So, uh, thank you so much for what you've done for everybody, and uh, really appreciate having you on here.
Yeah. Thank you. But I think the sport did more for me than I did for the sport. <laughs> We're very lucky to be in this. We yeah. are very modest, yes. And we are because we're able to do it even when we get older compared to other sports that it's more difficult to uh, maintain uh, the competitive part of it. So, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Lifelong friendships. Exactly. Yeah. We'll uh, go ahead, Carrie. Yeah, I was just going to say thank you very much for coming on and joining this silly uh, get together chat that we do every week that uh, we didn't think was going anywhere um, to have an icon like you, like they said in the sport to be on. Um, I, we can't thank you enough and we hope everybody that tagged along with the live chat uh, enjoyed it. And it's, it'll be on Facebook forever. As long as Facebook doesn't go under, I guess. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll move you to the back room here for a All minute. Right, thank Stick around. We're just going to do our wrap up and then we'll uh, we'll come back and, and chat after the show. All right. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> awesome. And she was nervous awesome. about doing the show beginning. I mean, absolute, you know, like I said, icon, legend of the sport. Uh, amazing lady. Um, it's awesome to have her, guys. Good job. It's great. Yeah. How, how are we going to top these uh, podcasts? We're going to run out of uh, superstar guests. We're going to have to bring on people like Ryan O'Callaghan again. Exactly. And... We, we got we to gotta go to the bottom of the barrel so that people don't have the expectations <laughs> and then build it back up. Again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We're going to have to save some Hall of Famers for like 100, 110, oh. 120. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Tim, you're, Tim, you're work, uh, to that note. You are working on some new guests. Um, I'm, work, I'm, work, I'm working on some. I'm working on some new ones. Um, they're getting back to me. So those ones who haven't got back to me, obviously Helene was a little nervous, and everything worked out just fine today. So um, you know who I'm talking to. It's okay to message me back and say, "Hey, I'm interested in coming on." Um, end of the month on February, I am really happy to bring on uh, Mike. Bates and his wife. So we're really happy to bring him on. Um, Mike's a really uh, great bowler out of Ontario. And so I think Mike could be a great addition. Um, him and his wife will be coming on both uh, H5 uh, Hall of Fame members. And I believe Mike's a Ontario Hall of Fame member. So and and you're working on some others. I know you've got yeah. Uh, yeah, Sandy. Um, Jen mentioned Sandy coming. There's definitely, um, uh, you know, obviously we have a list of people that we're looking to have on. If you think that there's somebody that would be a great guest, I know Ryan wants to tell a story about his dad. That's great. Oh no, no, uh, he does not. Awards being worked on. There's a lot of there's a lot of them that are being worked on, but definitely fire Tim a message. Uh, on Facebook, he's our booking agent. Happy to have uh, uh, you know get get some people on here that are going to be great for the show. Uh, we love doing this, guys. I love doing this on Wednesday nights. It's it's awesome. I'm happy to be part of it, and you guys all do your thing. So we're we're good. Yep. Send in for shower yeah. and, and please sign up for TikTok and I'm YouTube. Subscribe to YouTube. Send, yeah. send YouTube. YouTube for your kids. Get your kids to sign up to our YouTube. Like. There, there's nothing that they can't be watching on there. So um, let's pump our numbers all across the board, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all these things, right? We got yeah. lots of, we got some new merch coming. Uh, we've got a website being built. Um, you know, we got a, a big idea for production. We know that uh, obviously C5, there's no open nationals. Next year's in Newfoundland. 
Five Pin Universe is planning something huge for, for Newfoundland next year. Um, so a lot of this revenue, some of these things is going to go into some production of some things because um, we want to be building some content and building some outstanding shows for everybody. So um, support us as much as you can, and we'll continue to support uh, Five Pin Bowling. Awesome. Well, we'll talk to you guys in another week. Have Thanks, a good one. Everybody. Everybody. See ya. Thank you.